0: You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 79. Welcome to the podcast, sweet friend. Here we are on another Monday. Hopefully you had an amazing weekend. I have been receiving some awesome feedback about the Testify series currently running on the podcast. Thank you for sharing screenshots, sending DMs and emails about how these testimonies are blessing you. Please continue doing that. It will keep encouraging me as I bring you more episodes into the fall. Actually, the Testify series will run with a brand new testimony every single Monday until the beginning of November. Isn't that crazy? I cannot believe we are so close to that. So please pass along the podcast info on Facebook or Instagram, letting your family and friends know to tune in. They do not want to miss what's going to happen. The last episode of the series will feature my testimony with a special guest, Alison Connors, hosting the interview with me. Now, you heard Alison last week in episode 78, The Prodigal Daughter, and I really wanted her to come back because I love her voice and I love her vision. She has become a dear friend to me, and I know our conversation will be the perfect way to end the series in November. And yes, there will be a part two of this series sometime next year. We have to just wait and see how that all unfolds. But God is continually reaching into lives across the world. And I keep coming across testimony after testimony. So it's such confirmation to me um, to be able to do this series for you. The Lord is still working in people's lives and even in our country today, and so I pray that these episodes will give you hope and keep that faith alive, especially as we move into more of a hostile political environment. Today, I'm sharing with you my conversation with the beautiful and brilliant Stacey Sampath. You may know her as the Apostolic Surgeon on Instagram. In this episode, Stacy shares her journey from Hinduism to becoming Apostolic Pentecostal leaving behind family and cultural traditions to follow Jesus. I know, it's amazing. Stacy gives us a glimpse into idol worship, her battle with suicide and depression, and why being bold is essential to living as an apostolic in the world today. Okay, this has been quite a long intro already. Forgive me. Let's get into this incredible story, guys. This is episode number 79 that I am calling Being Bold with Stacy Sampath. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. just a quick note about this new series called testify it does contain adult content and will not be suitable for young children so if you have young children around i suggest that you listen to this on some headphones on some earbuds so that their little ears can stay pure and can stay innocent thank you for understanding The seasons might be changing, but our amazing sponsors are sticking around to bring some deals exclusively to Hello Awesome listeners. Nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style and comfort. I love the durable materials they use and all the fun patterns to choose from. Use the 10% off code HelloAwesome10 during checkout at nuggles.us to snag your new favorite fall outfit right now. If you're looking for super cute scrunchies that'll last in your hair all day, and yes, even long hair to your knees like mine, look no further than Sovita. I use them every day. Use coupon code PODCAST for 10% off your order right now at Sovita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A.com. Get that hair off your neck and into a cute top knot with one of their scrunchies right now as you go grab that pumpkin spiced latte this fall. Blue Thistle Taylor has timeless dresses, skirts, and handbags. Mandy truly has classic modest pieces that you will love for years to come. Just use our special code Hello Awesome, for 20% off your order on BlueThistleTaylor.com. That's B-L-U-E-T-H-I-S-T-L-E taillue com. Answer me this. Are you ready to switch out your toxic bath and body products for a better option? Rachel over at Oneness Essentials can hook you up. She makes handmade soap, body butter, and lotion that not only look and smell amazing, but they're great for sensitive skin. Use code Hello Awesome for 15% off your order when you shop at Oneness Soap Biz Com. Nestled in a lovely brick-and-mortar store in Starks, Louisiana, Dress Like an Angel represents the beauty of modesty through their stunning dresses, skirts, extenders, layer tops, and more. They even carry items for young girls, like their best-selling lace tights. Use our exclusive discount code, HelloAwesome, for 10% off your order at DressLikeAnAngel.com. A special thank you to all my sponsors who want to bless Hello Awesome listeners. I appreciate you and thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Okay, I forgot one more thing. Have you been blessed by the ministry of Hello Awesome on Instagram and here on the podcast? Consider becoming part of our exclusive membership program on Patreon. When you sign up today, you will unlock access to over 10 posts featuring devotional downloads, Ebook and audiobook files for my new book, Give It to God Girl, printable, modest fashion coloring pages, and the latest episodes of my brand new mini podcast series, The Real 15, which is only available to members. I post a new episode every week and will continue bringing special access to some really awesome content. Think of it like a secret club, and this is your invitation. Tap the link in the description of this episode. Or go to patreon.com backslash hello awesome. That's P A T R E O N.com backslash hello awesome to become a member and start enjoying your full all access pass today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I am so very excited to have another guest with me today. Stacey has a powerful testimony, and I cannot wait to give her time to share it with us. Stacey, thank you for being on the podcast. Can you take a minute to tell us who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I do want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. I am very excited to share some of what God has done in my life and continues to do. My name is Stacy Sampath. I am from Tampa, Florida. I attend New Life Tabernacle at South Tampa, which is a daughter work of New Life Tabernacle UPC located in Sefner, Florida. I'm a very active member in my church. I serve as <laughs> The marketing and event director, and a few other capacities. Uh, some people may know me from the Be Apostolic campaign that happened last year around NAYC, or more recently, I did um, put my full testimon- testimony video out a few weeks ago, and I'm um, also known on social media as the Apostolic Surgeon, which is uh, my aspirational goal.
0: And I do have to say, I don't have this in my notes, but I want to tell you that I've always loved your name. Every time I've seen your name on Instagram, the Apostolic Surgeon, I know that's a goal that you have. And I feel like that's just so ambitious of you to just put it out there and say, this is who I'm going to be. And it's just such an encouragement when I see that. And I think it's just such an encouragement to other young ladies as well. Praise God, that that's amazing. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that.
1: Um, it was a little bit of a journey to get to that place because I, um, my Instagram handle from before was like from before I got saved and I actually had a discussion with one of my friends about changing it. Cause I was like, oh, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that person anymore. Like it was actually like a nickname from back in college and i just started thinking about you know who am i what do i want to do what 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 do i want to be like what do i want to be known for and that's pretty much how
0: it came about i love that that's awesome and you know that really does bring me to the reason why i wanted you on is because you do have this incredible testimony and i i watched your video um and it just i i just love the way that you told it with just some um just some beautiful conviction and you know, as somebody who was not brought up apostolic and who has their own story, it just brings me back to that first time that I met Jesus. And can you just take us back to the very beginning? Um, you know, to set the foundation because I think it's so important to talk about your connection to religion as you grew up. Can you tell us what you believed and how that was growing up?
1: Absolutely, Um, so I always believed in God. I grew up Hindu because my parents are of Indian descent, and I grew up going to temple. Um, I always grew up praying to God. I never really fully comprehended, um, you know, the idol worship and having gods for all these different things. Um, and I actually became a practicing Hindu when I was a young adult. I was in my early twenties, and that's when I really took an interest in it. I started um, learning about the different Gods and you know praying to these different gods for different things. I felt like um, I felt like I had been disconnected in a way from my culture because I was disconnected from Hinduism and it was after college that i started um, dating this guy who was of the same cultural and religious background and his family was uh, very conservative very traditional uh, you know had these hindu prayers all the time and so that's when i really started being more exposed to it on like a daily basis and I remember like before I was starting medical school, like this was like my lifelong goal and dream. And I didn't want anything to, to hinder it or mess it up. I didn't want to, you know, endure like any trials or not be able to finish things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, in Hinduism, we basically have uh, what would be equivalent to our apostolic pastors. They're, they're basically priests and the priest will tell you who, like what God to pray to for what, for certain things. And so um, they told me to pray to Ganesh, the remover of obstacles. And that year that I started medical school and, and subsequently the next few years after, it's tradition that you would have these prayers every year. So every year around my birthday is when I used to do it. And I would have these prayers to Ganesh and I would pray, you know, Please don't let anything hinder me from finishing. I just want to make it through. I just want to be a doctor. I just want to help people. And that's that's basically um, the you know how that whole thing happened with me becoming a practicing Hindu. It wasn't even until I was in my early twenties.
0: Wow, and I think that's actually that's actually incredible when I think about it because normally. When I've listened to different testimonies and stories, people who have been brought up as a young child in a certain religion, when they would get to that age, that's when they would actually break away from that religion. But in your case, that was actually when you kind of were fully uh, invested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I that's when
1: I felt like I I I felt like as I was growing up I felt like I wanted to be more connected to my culture and my religion, which I think is the story for a lot of first generation Indians because we grow up in America and we grow up very different from how our parents and even our older siblings grew up. They mm-hmm. grew up very deeply rooted in these traditions and in this culture. But we are—we're—we're um, we're so American growing up that a lot of our culture can sometimes get washed away because of that fusion with American and Western culture. So I—I mm-hmm. I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah. Can you share with me the moment that you realized that God was real? You're in your 20s. You're practicing, you know, Hinduism. Um, Then how did that change for you?
1: My life took a complete downward spiral very quickly um, because I I was in my early 20s. I was in medical school. I was dating this amazing guy. We were actually supposed to get married soon. Everything was, you know, quote unquote, picture perfect in my life. And in the span of maybe a few weeks, everything changed. I was done with all my medical school classes, but I couldn't start my rotations because of a bunch of different hurdles. Um, I became really bitter. We broke up a couple weeks after that um, because of other things that had come up. And, um, And I was in a very, very dark place. And I did pull myself out of that place for a little while, but I still ended up right back there. And I, I had been suicidal before when I was in undergrad. And I had always promised myself that I would never do that again. And I was having those thoughts, I was very sad. I was very disappointed in myself. I've always been very harsh on myself, very super critical, you know, expecting the, you know, to always be perfect and never mess up and Mm -hmm. always be progressing. And I wasn't, um, my life wasn't anywhere where I thought it was going to be at that age in my life. By this time, I was like, you know, mid to late 20s. I, you know, I'm like, oh, I should be a doctor ready. I should be married. I should, you know, all the, the pressures of society. I wasn't any of those things. I felt so unaccomplished. And I would cry all the time. I was so sad. And I actually did start going to church when I was in college, when I was in Miami. And that's when I first started reading the Bible and attending church and going to Bible studies and things like that. So I had a few Christian friends from, from undergrad, from college, and one of them I kept in contact with her and she was the person that I used to call when I was having these really low moments and I would just be on the phone with her and I would ask her to pray for me. Mm-hmm and it was actually one of the guys that i was dating who was actually not a very good person but he actually is the person that led me to an apostolic church because he said you know maybe you should go to church he was the one that recommended it and and that's when i like had that that urge i was like okay maybe i should so i reached out to some of our other friends And we went to a Christian women's empowerment group or it was like a seminar, some type of convention. Mm -hmm. And all these um, female Christian women, they were talking about their church families and how their church families were so important to them. And they don't know what they would do without them and things like that. And I was just sitting there thinking like, wow, like I want that. You know, I want a church family. I want a support system. I want people to help me and guide me and love me and, and things like that. So that was when I decided that I was going to find a church. I had moved back to Tampa and I went on Facebook and I, Posted I said uh, looking looking for a new church any recommendations and I got a whole list of recommendations and it was just a couple weeks later no it was just a couple days later that I walked into my first apostolic church and when I got baptized in Jesus name and I got filled with the Holy Ghost that's when I realized. The feeling that I got when I was filled with the Holy Ghost is a feeling that I will never forget. Yeah. The feeling after I got baptized, like all that heaviness, all that weight, all that sadness, like everything was just gone in an instant. And, and that, that was such an amazing feeling. I want everyone to experience that, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, praise God. I'm just so grateful that he led you. Um, And I, I just love when I listen to just these stories of how God just touches different people. He's just so good. And I definitely can, you know, agree with that. I remember my first time in an apostolic church and there's nothing else like that. There really isn't. And it really is because God is in there. The presence of God moves and the spirit of God is alive. And when you're filled with his spirit, I mean, he's in your heart now. And you can't help but change. Right. Um, And that kind of leads me to the next question is, what was it like to be confronted with the differences in the religion that you grew up in, that you were actually practicing in, and then the one that you felt drawn to as truth.
1: I think, I mean, it's hard and it it still can be hard sometimes because in a way you feel like you're betraying your culture and your religion because yeah. you know that it's wrong. Like you now know that it's wrong and being Indian and being apostolic is, is something that I have to be very intentional about because there are things that we do because we're Indian and then there are things that we do because we were Hindu and a lot of Hinduism bleeds into the Indian culture Um, so it's it's always at the forefront of my mind you know like it's important to decipher what's Indian and what's Hindu and there are a lot of things that I just don't do anymore that I just steer clear of because well I know better and I don't want to risk it. Um, And so it is difficult, but you know what? God calls us to be bold, you know? He calls us to boldly proclaim the truth. And, um, and that's something that I have to be intentional about every day. I have to be bold when I, you know, encounter my family members or they see my Facebook posts or statuses and things like that. They know that I am a completely different person now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we just have to, as those Individuals where we are the only apostolics in our family, like we have to continue to be that light and to preach that truth because God picked us to be those people in our families.
0: Right. Amen. I love that. And there is definitely a fine line because you still want to honor your family, you still want to honor your parents. Um, And I know this as a Puerto Rican where the Hispanic culture is very much saturated with Catholic, you know, uh, Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of things that we do come from that. Um, So in a way, I definitely can relate to you. You want to honor your family because you love them and they did the best that they could with what they knew. And at the same time, you now have a new path and you now have new knowledge that you have to walk in that knowledge. and you know obviously not trying to make anybody look bad or or you don't want to um you know be rude or disrespectful about it which i know you're not obviously but it really does um become something that you need to be uh, discerning about and uh being careful about certain conversations and yeah i definitely understand how that how that works for sure yeah Yes, it is something we have to continually
1: be intentional about because we have to do it in a loving way. We have mm-hmm. to do it in a way that we don't lose our Christian character. Right. And, you know, I'm sure you, kn- you know just as well as I do that there are certain family members, you know, that they can just get under your skin like no one else <laughs> can. And it's just, yeah. it's just like, Lord, help me. <laughs> help me stay
0: calm. Yeah. Well, I have had many, many conversations and obviously not to go into that, but I've had many interesting conversations, pretty heavy conversations with different members of my family, um, all from the oneness of God to, you know, not cutting my hair to why I don't wear pants. Mm -hmm. And I had to really tell them, I'm not doing this to make you feel like you're not good enough because it was easy for them to get offended and act like I thought I was better than them now. Does that make sense? And so I had to say, I'm doing this because this is what God showed me, but that doesn't mean I have the same expectations for you. Um, I would love for you to know the God that I know, but this is the journey that I am on. And so, you know, for me, it's been 13 years. So they kind of know I'm in this now. Um, I can't say that it does get, diff, you know, still not difficult, but it does get easier to where when you are bold, like you said, when you stand firm to your convictions in a loving way, you mm-hmm. don't have to be rude. You don't have to be yeah. disrespectful in a loving way and still say, I still love you and I'm still here for you. Um, but it's okay that you don't understand, but I'm going to keep the dialogue open. And that's what I've always wanted to do, especially with my family, is try and keep that dialogue open as long as they were willing to keep it open. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. Definitely.
0: So then how did you navigate discussing your new faith with your family and friends? It
1: was was something that I had to work up the courage to do. Mm -hmm. And honestly, my first year of being saved was very hard. It was, it was extremely hard because I had never, well, since I graduated high school, I hadn't lived at home. I had always been away at college or lived on my own up until right when I got saved, I moved back home to my mom's Mm. and I was just, you know, different wearing the long dresses and going to church all the time. And, It was just a lifestyle that they couldn't, they didn't understand, they couldn't comprehend. And my parents didn't necessarily understand, and they still don't understand a lot of what I do and why I am the way I am now. Um, And my personality isn't to force my beliefs on anyone. So, you know, it just goes back to showing the love of Jesus. I have attempted to talk to them, about God, and I've invited them all to church. My dad actually came to church uh, for our watch night service, so um, that was amazing. And, you know, I think he was a little shell-shocked, but he's always been, you know, very loving, very supportive father, and we're very close. Um, so, So with him, it's a little bit different. With my mom, she just... It's hard because she feels like she doesn't know me anymore and I can see why she feels that way, but I'm still her daughter. And I think I'm actually a better version of her daughter now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, it's something that I just, I continue to pray about. I continue to be intentional. I continue to make time for them, you know, to spend time with them so that they can see the difference, see the light and be drawn to it. Um, you know, being apostolic in a Hindu family is, is especially trying because you are, um, Spiritually battling a lot. Uh, spiritually, it's very hard because you know idol worship and false doctrine and all of those things are something you have to constantly pray against. And not, you don't want to be rude, but there are just certain things I just can't do. You know, certain things I just can't go to or participate in. Even the not, you know, cutting my hair is is something I still have to talk to them about, like on a weekly basis. Cause they're like, I've always had long hair, but now I don't cut my hair at all. And they don't understand that. Like, Oh, let me just, let me trim your hair. You need to trim your hair. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but you know, they, they get, they've, they've gotten used to majority of the things over over time. It hasn't been as long for me, you know, it's just a little over three years. Um, but I think that they are finally starting to accept it, and hopefully they will be saved soon. You know, I, that's that's the prayer for all of us, right? We want all of our family members to be saved. So,
0: absolutely, yes, Amen. And yeah. you know, I really do think when it comes to obviously um, having parents of a different religion or faith um, or family in general. I mean, the bottom line is they love us and they just want to make sure that we're safe. Yeah. And I know that was a huge concern. I know for, for, for my family is what is this church? What is this about? Why all of a sudden are you so into it? Mm-hmm. What are they making you do? You know, it's, it's very much a protective thing. Yeah. And, Absolutely. and so we have to, if If you're out there and you're going through that same you know situation, sometimes our families don't know the best way to express things it might come out of anger it might come out in an angry way it might come out in a you know confrontational way um but when you when you when you really look at the root, it's coming from a place of love they really do love us and Absolutely. so that does help with um that does help with uh with some of the, um, some of the growing pains of, of learning, um, to be, you know, uh, apostolic. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So I want to know what's one thing that God has taught you about religion that helps you walk as an apostolic today? I think he,
1: I think to be bold in my beliefs and to be bold in sharing my testimony. I think when you are, when you boldly proclaim the truth and you boldly preach the gospel, that God will always honor that. Um, I think once we preach Acts two thirty eight, like there's a safety in that, you know, we have the truth. No one else, no one else has that. And we have, God's true word, and we can stand on that. Um, And I think that that's the most important thing because when we know our God, we know who He is, we have had these personal experiences with Him, we can continue to be bold in our faith and in our walk. I think as apostolics, we are called to be bold because out of the hundreds of thousands of religions, we're the only ones that have the truth. And it's kind of like, if you're in a with a whole group of superheroes, like you're the best superhero, you know, like you mm-hmm. have, you have like full power, authority, and dominion. And I, and I believe as apostolics, we should remember that. We should hold on to that. A lot of times we can be scared and timid, and the Holy Ghost may lead us to say something or do something, but out of fear or rejection, we don't. And who knows what opportunities we've missed, you know, who knows how the Holy Ghost could have led us or what could have come out of that if we had just boldly done whatever God has called us or told us to do. So I think boldness is one of the keys.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was very well put. Thank you. I really appreciate that, um, how you put that. Because I do think it's something that we have to understand is if we're, if we claim to be apostolic, we need to be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's hard to live in a world where people don't understand us. It's mm-hmm. not easy. But the more we shrink away, the less light that we're shining. And we're not saying to be like, we, like we've been talking about. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be belligerent. You don't have to be the loudest person in the room. Right. It's just when something comes up, a subject comes up that you feel, you know, the spirit of God leading you to say something, you have to trust in what you believe and you have to trust in the God that you believe in. So I completely agree that there is a boldness there. It doesn't feel good <laughs> to stand out sometimes. Um, but that is kind of our superpower is to stand out, you know, to be separated from the world is an enormous opportunity to, to not be like everybody else. And the people that really want to know more are going to be drawn to that. Right. So what would you say to the person out there right now who was brought up in a different religion, but is doing their best to be an apostolic? And maybe they're afraid of the confrontation or conversation that they need to have with their family. I would say
1: to allow God to work in you. I would advise to ask God for the wisdom and the guidance to navigate your walk and even those relationships. Um, I would encourage you not to be afraid to have the difficult conversations because you may be presently surprised. Um, and I would say that, you know, pray that there wouldn't be confrontation. You know, the Bible says that we shouldn't quarrel, um, but that we should have peace and we should be, you know, slow to anger. So I would, I would just say, you know, pray and just allow God to use you. Keep, you know, the fruits of the spirit and, and be that witness, be that light. Don't ever, don't ever stray away from that. You know, like, you never know what God can do. And you don't ever want to hinder a move of God, especially in these times.
0: Right. Amen. I second that. I really do appreciate that. I would love for you to take some time and Tell us in what ways God has kept you and strengthened your voice as an apostolic during this season of your life right now. This season has been amazing. I know that that may sound
1: crazy to say because we are in the midst of a pandemic and chaos is all around us. Um, But I truly believe that God is using this time to prepare us for something mighty, something so great that we cannot even comprehend. And you know, God is just so amazing in so many ways. He constantly speaks to me and reminds me of what he called me to do. And he's been giving me confirmation daily. He keeps continuing to open doors for me. He keeps me encouraged and motivated. And, you know, I just pray that he continues to use me as a vessel and that his will for my life would be done. Um, I didn't go into this too much, but I do feel called to heal and I do feel called to preach. And I am in the process of um, creating the Apostolic Surgeon as an organization that will be teaching, preaching and healing the goal is um, is to have various apostolic medical mission trips around the world um, to, you know, countries far away that no one else wants to go to. And I've been using this season right now in my life to to be prepared for that because I I know that if I do everything on my end that God is going to fulfill his promise and it's going to happen probably sooner than I think. And, um, and I'm so grateful for that. You know, like I know that it's been hard not having church as normal and, you know, not getting to gather and things like that. But this has also been a great time for us to grow our personal one-on-one relationship with God, for us to, you know, praise him behind closed doors, have those real deep conversations with him and to just give it all to him and give him full control over our lives. Because when you fully surrender your life to God, I be, I believe this for everyone not only myself. He you will be amazed in what he will use you to do. He's used to me in ways and in giftings that I never even knew that I had. You know that I never even knew or saw myself doing or being. I mean, even being here on this podcast today like is not something I would have ever thought that God would have used me to do. When I put my testimony video out, I would have never thought it would uh, have reached, you know, places in India and Africa and the Philippines and encouraged other people to share their testimonies. So um, I'm just grateful. I'm just excited and grateful.
0: I am as well. I'm so excited to see what God is going to do for you. I know that He has great plans for you. He didn't bring you this far to just stop, right? right? So I'm just so encouraged by your story and because you are pursuing God with your whole heart and you are putting him first. I know that there's just going to be just some great things on the horizon for you. And I can't wait to be a witness to that. Stacy, you're just really a light and I just am so grateful for you. And thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, share your story and for being a positive difference in your life and for being a witness to just everyone um, that you come in contact with. And I definitely know that this episode is going to help somebody else with a similar story. Can you share where we can find you online and on social media?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, On Facebook, I go by Stacy Ann and on Instagram, my uh, Instagram name is the underscore the apostolic surgeon. Um, And I also want to say again, thank you so much for having me and glory to
0: God. I hope this does truly help someone. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.